Welcome to the Perpessence Podcast. I am your host, Brian Dusso. Today's topic is free will. And we'll also talk about our thoughts and habits. So I've been listening to a couple perspectives on free will, if we have free will, or are we predetermined? So free will is like having the freedom to choose your actions. And at any given moment, by being able to think the way you want to think, and every decision you make, every milestone, relationship, is out of the act of free will, such as simple as cooking breakfast. You did that because of your free will. So my perspective on this is I'm in the camp of that it's all an illusion. So let's let me explain. So anything I do now like recording this podcast I wouldn't be recording this podcast if I haven't been podcasting for two years. And I wouldn't be podcasting if I didn't create music and was savvy in technology in the audio industry. I wouldn't be tech savvy if I didn't pick up the guitar. I didn't pick up the guitar if I wasn't having predicaments, having depression, having a, a a down spiral in life. And also I wouldn't be able to have a guitar if my dad didn't buy it, didn't see how I was acting. So all of that led to a certain point. Right? So, say driving to work. You don't think about the way you're going to drive to work. Sometimes you go, well, I could take this way, but it's safer to go this way. There might not be a train. I'm risking a, a train the other way. When you first do it, you try to decide which way you're going to go. You go the highway versus the streets because it has a train, and then you make that a habit, and you're always taking that. Then you're on autopilot. You're not even thinking about it. So people uh, like Sam Harris is a, 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 uh, a neuroscientist and a podcaster, and he talks about the illusion of free will, and he says something along the lines that I did not choose not to be a psychopath. 
I didn't choose not to be a murderer. I didn't will myself not to do that. Say you have a court case for a psychopathic murderer and you realize that it happened because this person had a tumor in their brain that caused them to not think normally, to be ill. So this changes the whole court case to, what, plead insanity, you know? That it wasn't his fault. Well, we also have mental illness. We also have just chemical imbalances. You could hit your head and change how you think and start thinking really, really bad thoughts. You don't choose to do that. I don't think anyone chooses to think really dark thoughts. So let me get deeper into thoughts since I'm going that route. And it's hand in hand with free will, right? That we are the thinker of our thoughts, that we create our thoughts, that that's our identity. We identify as the thinker inside of us. Like, for example, Brian Dusso is a podcaster, writes music, likes to write stories, likes to be really corny, likes philosophy, likes to read, likes family. I wouldn't know you that's safe to say that's how I identify, right? But our thoughts just come to us. Just like music or art. You don't think about it. It just comes to you. You don't think about what you're going to do at every single step. You just kind of, you know, mess around a little bit, and then all of a sudden you have something, and it came out of nowhere. Like the aha moments. So, a lot of our thoughts are repetitive. We think, we think repetitive thoughts every single day because of things externally happening to us and we internalize that. And when we internalize it, we create neural pathways which starts creating a habit of thinking that thought which pumps out a chemical in your body which makes it addictive, which makes you repeat that cycle. That's like anxiety and depression or happiness or any kind of hormone it's addictive so you're not choosing to make that thought that is chemicals reacting with each other and neurons firing it's your body telling you that it's something you enjoy or something you don't enjoy but you just can't shake it why are you thinking that way? Why are we anxious? We don't want to be. We don't choose to be anxious. 
We don't choose to be depressed, but yet we're thinking these thoughts. We say it's not us, so we take a pill. So, I like to think we are the observers of our thoughts. We're not the author or the thinker of thoughts. We're more like the watcher, the observer. So, knowing this, that your thoughts aren't yours, is to me relieving because if you have a bad thought or a bad day of anxiety or depression or just feeling feelings you don't want to feel, you can catch yourself feeling that and go, well, I know that's not me. So if it's not me, what can I do about that? Well, I can try to not think about that. So by doing this, for me, meditation, it rejuvenates me, resets me, gets my hormones in, uh, hormones balanced. Gives me enough time to heal, to fill up. So if you don't do that and you're lost in your thoughts on in autopilot, which a lot of us are most of the days, and you can't shake it, you're just repeating these thoughts and doing the same thing every day, living in the past. And you ident- you identify yourself with that. Going, well, this is the way the world is. Everything's happening to me. So... That, that's what I think about with thoughts. We are the thinker of thoughts and free will. I like to say, since it's illusionary, and, well, let me tell you why it's illusionary. Because everything is an illusion. Everything you see. every Everything you see is vibrating atoms the faster they vibrate the harder the surface the slower they vibrate it's more like liquid or air but you don't see vibrating atoms because if you did there'd be way too much going on and you wouldn't even be able to breathe or blink or beat your heart because you're just processing everything and it's just completely overwhelming. So, evolution has dumbed down our perception 
to survive in this world the way we can survive. And that is seeing food and shelter and mating and avoiding danger and exploring. And to do that, we need to see the world differently. We don't see vibrating atoms everywhere. So you could say this in a video game, like virtual reality. Say you go into a world and you see a Cadillac. You're driving, you're driving a Cadillac and you know you can visually see a Cadillac. That's what you see. You see the dashboard, the steering wheel, everything. You're in a car. But that's not what's really there. What's really there is pixels, lights, that create when it's rendered into a Cadillac. Same thing when you look out into the real world. Our eyes, well, really our our brain renders, our eyes catch the light, and our brains render the atoms into what we perceive. So we're literally wearing a VR headset. And we all perceive something differently. Because everything in our life up till now is how you perceive something. And every single one of us has lived a different life. So that's why everything you see physically is an illusion. So that's externally. Internally, you have to... Your, your mind is trying to make sense of this world so we have an ego and an ego tries to keep you alive the fight or flight mechanism emotions heightened emotions to let others know how you feel without making a sound because something's going to eat you we still have all that so we have all these emotions that perhaps are not needed. Maybe in the future when we're out in space and being pioneers like that. But on this earth, not so much. So we have to get past that. We have to somehow evolve past that. And by being mindful, meditating, understanding the knowledge that we are not our emotions. Emotions are whatever happens to us externally, we internally manifest. And we try to make sense of that. Just like your brain has a blind spot. You ever done that test where there's like a spot on the paper and you hold it at a certain distance and it disappears? Your brain has a blind spot. So it tries to make something up for it. That's how, that's what your brain does for you. It's the way it survives. It tries to make up 
some kind of solution for the unknown, which that's what anxiety is. It's fear of the unknown, and you're trying to understand it, and you can't. And when you it tries to jump to conclusions, worst-case scenario, because that's what your brain does. And some people do, do have more anxiety than others because perhaps that's how they were born. Perhaps their parents were anxious. Maybe it was a way to survive as a child. So that's what the brain does. But once you understand it, once you try to rationalize it, understand that your anxiety isn't you, the thoughts that your anxiety creates is not you, it's happening, and you know it's your brain doing that. And when you do that, you know, you learn how to surrender, learn how to step back and be the watcher, be the observer, and let the thoughts go. Take a deep breath and figure out the solution after the anxiety subsides. It may take days. There was uh, Pericles. He was, uh, uh, I believe, an emperor of Athens. And he would go into his house for three days before he had an answer when the crowds were just wild. That way he could answer without being caught up in his emotions. Doing, making the best decision. That's why you hear that term, sleep on it, before you make a decision. So, that is the positive about knowing that we are not our thoughts. Now, you can kind of hack the system. Since everything externally happens to you, and you internally manifest that. Now, external could be anything. You could be reading a book. That's happening to you. You are gaining knowledge. It's creating neural pathways. You could watch a movie, listen to a seminar. You can hang out with friends. You can go out into nature everywhere you physically go it is you are absorbing it and and internalizing it and that's affecting you that's creating habits neural pathways which affects your moods and if you're not used to stress, depending on how you naturally take it. It could be overwhelming. But if you kind of force yourself to get used to a lot of stimuli, a lot of stress, then all of a sudden you normalize that and it becomes the new normal, so it's not as bad. But I wouldn't suggest that if you have high anxiety or if you have emotional issues that you need to tackle 
you know, one step at a time. But since everything externally happens to you, this is what I like to do. I look up my city and I look up events and I go and do them and I experience new experiences where it's create new memories, new neural pathways, new moods, eat good positive emotions, meeting new people, sharing my experiences. Because how are you supposed to better yourself if you're not happy with yourself when you're doing the same thing over and over? To be a new person, you have to do new things. You have to think outside the box. And it's a constant way of life. Don't just fix yourself and go back into your old ways. You fall right back in. Try to break those habits and create new habits. And your habits really define you, depending on like your really long-term habits. The new short-term habits, you pick up some new words, new catchphrases. You know, new perspectives. But your long-term habits really, really ingrained, are ingrained in you. Much harder to break, can be done, but it re- you can't unsee it once you break that habit and, cause, and replace that habit with what you really want. So if you're hanging out, with people that do not help you grow. They're not really in your tribe. People who make you vibe are in your tribe. You are the average of the five people you hang around most. So you're literally picking up their habits So you really need to think about it. What, what are these people doing for me? What am I doing for them? What kind of relationship do we have? Is it healthy? Because if it's not, and you keep doing that, you keep enabling yourself. But if you do realize that, You can make a change. Maybe you can be the one that says, you know what? I'm going to start making better choices. And you can do this with your friends. And say, I'm going to start making better choices. And you can give said examples. And there's two choices that they can make. They can follow your influence, follow your lead, And also make better choices. Because they actually are your friend. And maybe you both, you know, just kind of fell off. You know, doing things unhealthy and stuff you don't want to do. And you want to start making a change and 
becoming a better version of yourself. So they do it too and grow together. Or they see you grow and they're not going to want to hang around you anymore because they think that you're too good for them or they think that you think you're too good for them. So they're so self-conscious about it that they don't want to be around you anymore. They ignore you and act like they don't even know you. And also there's a third option. You can cut them completely. But I don't really like that option. I like to let people make their own decisions. You should cut people completely that are dangerous. Yes. Completely toxic. Yes. But I prefer people to make their own choices. Because I do want the best for them. Give them a chance, you know? So you start bettering yourself. And you start creating, a, forming a new tribe. And it kind of morphs itself and molds itself into a tribe. And you have a strong support system. And this is how you're re this is how you're hacking your brain and your lifestyle. You're not really you can see, you know, hindsight how everything led up to this point. But you're not at at, at that moment beforehand, you're not you're not like predetermined planning this. So you're not like really it might be on your mind subconsciously, but you're not creating it. You're not the creator. You didn't will it, but through hard work and habit and luck it happened to you. So we have to be very thankful for that. And share our experiences. And keep our experiences going. So with habits, those are, uh, I, I listened to a, a show today. Uh, it was called Hidden Brain. And they talked about habits. And they talked about friction. So habits are something you do. Because it's easy. Because it's accessible. And the more friction there is with doing something, you know, the harder it is, you know, whatever's, you know, coming between you and goal, the goal, the harder it's going to be and less likely the, the habit you create. So the less friction there is, the easier the habit is created. So, for example, if I have beer in my house... If I have two fridges and I keep my beer downstairs in my second fridge where I don't open it all the time and don't look at all the time so it's not popping up in my brain subconsciously and unconsciously. And upstairs is my normal fridge with my food and drinks. I am less likely to drink it because I don't come in in contact with it all the time. There's more friction because I have to go downstairs 
to a separate fridge I don't normally go in, grab that drink, and drink it. So I'm making a conscious decision. about opening up my downstairs fridge and grabbing that beer. I'm doing it on purpose. I'm not doing it like, you know, by impulse as I would in the upstairs fridge. So that's just an, an example, you know, trying to make better choices. That's what I'm doing now, trying to make better choices with options I come encounter with, you know, more healthy options because I am almost 32 and I know that's still young but I want to keep it that way you know and I feel that I'm pretty good now and I think about that stuff you know so yeah that that that's what habits are we are defined by our habits you know, it says who we are. If you practice a long-term habit, like learning an instrument, learning a language, it you identify with that, you know? It makes you feel good. Bad habits? Not so much. And we all, we all have that. We all do something. So, but we can try to make better options. That's all we can do. So yeah, that's free will, thinking, and habits. So since we know all this, now we can go out into the world and see everything as it really is and accept it for it is and surrender what we can't control and throw ourselves into experience new experiences and there's going to be bad experiences and we can learn from that we can control our perspective our attitude and that's going to dictate the outcome of our experiences that's what we can really do all right folks i'm out of here see ya